in the words of Daniel Schultz, circa 2019, and we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is Jack and I bringing you another episode. We are here today, another Tuesday, beautiful day for a podcast, and this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Jack, checking in. You there? I got you. I'm good. I'm good. We're live. We are live. We are live. Uh, how you been over the last week? Doing good? I've been good. Yeah. I um I was blessed with the company of my parents and my girlfriend this weekend who came out to oh, visit so nice. me at school. So nice. And um it was pretty funny. On uh on Sunday night, I uh, I went out to eat with Sarah and um actually funny enough our scheduled dinner conflicted with the the league meeting we had with uh, the all-player meeting we had with uh-huh. uh, MLW which I felt a little guilty about missing not gonna lie but um you know just, duty just, calls yeah duty, duty calls, calls. Um, it happens man it happens yeah but <laughs> but funny enough you know the universe works in mysterious ways we show up to this restaurant and there's probably I don't know, 40 kids, like young kids, uh, you know, making a lot of noise, making a lot of racket, running around this restaurant. You could tell they're excited. Um, and they all got the same this shirt on. Uh, basically, you know, they, they had won their this this local tournament, this local basketball tournament. Oh, nice. And uh, these kids were kind of like, you know, they were looking at me a little bit weird. And I was like, you know, what do I, what am I wearing? Am I wearing some goofy? Like what's going on here? And, uh, one of the kids comes up and he's like, are you Jack Agner? And I was like, yes, I am. Uh, you know, are you an MLW fan? He's like, yeah, like we love MLW, all so this stuff. It's so cool. And, uh, yeah, it was like, it was, that's, that, that hasn't happened to me very many times. So when it does, it definitely, it feels good. But, um, you know, I talked to the, the dad of one of the kids and he was like, yeah, you know, he, he recognized you, but he was kind of scared to go up to you <laughs> in person. And I like, you know, urged him to go up and just say hi. So I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, the YouTube channel Brady's Backyard Vids. Oh, um, wow. The dad free said it would be cool out. if free shout out. We don't we, those shout outs don't um, don't come often. But um, I think this kid earned it. He, you know, he he brought up or you know he got up the nerve to come say something to me which you guys should always do if mm-hmm. you ever see us in public don't be afraid we're all you know friendly we're all affable as you would say and um so yeah i just i thought that was a really cool funny experience i wanted to share it was it was just so funny how it worked out that i was like missing the all-player meeting and then somehow something mlw happens yeah. uh which which you know the universe works that way sometimes but it was funny so shout out brady shout out the rest of the guys <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that were in that picture that we that we got that pick? we snapped. So nice, yeah, we got a pick. Nice. The kid, uh, I just looked up his his channel today actually, and he posted like a little short, like twenty second video, just saying how he like met me and stuff, and posted the picture. So mm-hmm. you guys should go check it out. Shout out to those guys, and congratulations for winning your uh, your basketball tournament. It's nice. good stuff. Yeah, shout out to them. I uh, yeah, Jack, my uh, my public uh, recognitions have been have been quite limited over the years as well. You know, obviously at an MLW sponsored event, then yes, of course we're getting quote unquote recognized because people are coming just to see us. But just out of the blue, random sightings in public. um, I have had encounters in our like hometown with not even like kids, but like people I don't know, but like our friends with other guys in the league will like Mm -hmm. come up to me and be like, hey man, like I watched the videos, you guys are awesome, that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, thanks, that's locally. But outside of like our hometown, um, I think only literally one time have I by myself, with, 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 not with Kyle or Daniel, because those guys get recognized a lot more often than I do. Either number one, I got a forgettable face. Number two, I'm intimidating <laughs> looking. Or number three, they just don't know who I am. <laughs> but um, I was sitting at a Tigers game, Tigers baseball game uh, last summer, and I was kind of on the end of the row next to him. I was with family. <clears throat> and... Mm. Um, so I'm sitting there kind of just chatting with my cousin and the kid, probably around our age, I'd say he was like a college kid, comes up and he's like, hey, do you play wiffle ball? 
And I, I was like, yeah, I do. Why? He goes, oh, I'm a big fan of the MLW League. He's like, you're on the Mallards, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the one and only time I can remember, like, being by myself in a non-MLW setting being called out. But it was pretty, it's pretty weird. And then all my, it is weird. all my family that was there, like, did you just know you from the YouTube videos? I'm like, I was like, yeah. They're like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, it's grown a lot over the last 365 days. It's crazy how much of an impact it has. But Jimmy said, like, when he goes to a Tigers game now, like, he takes, like, three or four pictures. Like, everyone really? recognizes Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. It's got to be just his, you know, his facial features and the hair. Like, it mm-hmm. would be, if you watch our videos, I have to say, it would be pretty hard to miss me in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm, gen- you know, I'm, like, a bigger guy and I got this burly beard. So, it would be kind of hard to miss me. Um, I mean, yeah. Jeff. The only other time it's really happened to me was when I was actually wearing like an MLW sweatshirt, and I okay. think the person recognized the sweatshirt and then kind of was like, "Oh, that's all. That's definitely him," and mm-hmm. like said something. But that was also locally, and that only happened I think once or twice. So hey, this was the first time really outside of Brighton that it had, it had happened. So yeah, it was cool. The the branding's powerful. Um, I remember yeah. one time Kyle and I were in Omaha at the College World Series in 2019. And um, we were, like, in line. We were filming some content with the guys from um, Easton and Baseball Lifestyle 101. And they had, like, a big crowd around this cage event. So we were – Kyle and I were actually, like, standing in line to get in there to film some content. And there was kids kind of like – you know how the line wraps around? It's like you do cross yeah. close quarters with people that are well in front of you. There was these kids that were, like, yeah, two feet away from me, but they were, like, on the other side of the railing. And I could hear him like, I think these guys are from MLW. And he's they're like, what? He's like, you know, the YouTube channel. And he's like, I don't think so. And he goes, yeah, man, they got on all the gear because we had like our T-shirts and the hats on and stuff like that. So yeah. they didn't even like recognize us directly, but they'd probably seen our stuff on Instagram or YouTube or whatever and just recognize the logo and stuff. So it definitely, it definitely helps if you are wearing the stuff around for sure. I try sometimes like when I'm like traveling in, in the airport or something, I'll, I'll wear that MLW sweatshirt just oh, yeah. on the off chance. Like someone sees me, mm-hmm. I've worn my Jersey before and just looking like an absolute, like out of place clown wearing like a Jersey in a public place like that. Like I'm sure people are turning their head. Like, what is, what is this kid wearing right now yeah. with his name on the back? But on the off chance, someone's recognized me. It's cool. It's, you know, we're, we're all a community here and it's fun. If, like I said before, you know, if you guys ever see us anywhere, uh, don't be shy at all. You know, we'll we'll greet you and you know take a picture with you, no problem. We're happy to do that for a small fee of five dollars. You can get as many photos <laughs> as you'd like with me. Um, autographs are ten, and uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's it's amazing. I use that joke all the time, Jack. And maybe I'm like too too sarcastic to a point where I look dead serious. But a kid will be like a super nice kid will come be like, hey Tommy, can you please sign this for me? And I go. Yeah, man, five bucks. And he kind of looks at me like, oh, and then he starts to walk away. I'm like, I'm kidding. Come here. <laughs> Give me your ball. It's the funniest thing to me. It never gets old. But because I classic, classic. Imagine charging kids for an autograph when you're a grade E YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, I'd pay respect, the bills. I'd respect the hustle, but <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't pay the bills. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's pretty funny. I get a kick out of it, but I do. I feel bad almost because I think I like intimidate them, but I'm being completely, yeah. completely joking. So yeah, maybe that's why no one comes up to you anymore because they go back and tell. Yeah, their maybe the word, maybe like, the yeah, word Tommy's has spread. Kind of a jerk. <laughs> maybe if I scroll down farther in our comment section, I'll see. By the way, guys, Tommy Coughlin told me it was five bucks for him to sign my T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or same thing. Oh, I'll say like no the pictures is a joke, but I've also had the opposite side of the spectrum, Jack, where. At our latest tournament in Houston, I think I kind of touched on this before, um, I was, like, signing autographs for a couple MLW fans, and then, like, one kid on this baseball team, where these were, there was these two teams, like, waiting for their game to be played, recognized me. He's like, oh, are you an MLW? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, can you sign my, like, glove or bat? I'm like, sure. And the next thing I knew, literally 30 kids wanted my autograph and wanted pictures. And I was like, none of these kids know, have any clue as to who I am, but they think I'm somebody important. So I'll smile for these pictures. And it was the funniest thing. The parents were all excited, smiling ear to ear, like, all right, smile boys. And I'm like, they have no clue who I am. (laughs) The funniest thing. Look at it. We got this picture with this random guy. We have no idea. I don't know. He's he's a YouTuber. They look look me up and they're like, wait, is this even him? Where is he in this channel? But yeah, it was really funny. And Brendan Schultz, I think, was the only witness because everybody else was cleaning up, and I got stuck. I was, like, shagging the balls that were hit for home runs, 
and then I got stuck over there for like ten minutes signing autographs and taking pictures of like baseball bats, baseball gloves, baseball hats. I'm like, these kids have no idea what they're even doing right now. It's just the thrill of getting an autograph from someone who you think is relatively famous. Only if they knew. I remember, I remember the. If I was charging five bucks, I would have made a pretty good haul that day. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I remember one of the first and uh, and few of the tournaments that I actually attended in um, Sandusky at the Cedar Point event. Um, I was signing autographs and like got a picture signing some kid's bat, and I I remember I sent it home to my parents and was like paying the bills or like someone's yeah. got to pay the bills and my dad just got like a huge kick out of it but we're not charging for autographs let's just put that out there we'll give them autographs we'll give pictures we're happy to do it however once we hit five hundred thousand subscribers then yes i will be charging for autographs and, yep. so just know that's coming um but anyway jack i wanted to talk to you let's talk more about that meeting that you missed are you even up to speed on what what went down in that meeting or no yeah, I think for the most part, um, I got the gist of it. But if there's any more, I, I kind of got the broad overview is what I would say. I have a, um, but if you want to fill me in. A, a little bit. I, won't, I can't give away any of the details. You know, this is, this is confidential mm-hmm. MLW stuff. But yeah, we had our, it's not really annual, but I guess now it's, it's going to become annual. We did have a Zoom meeting last year with the MLW team managers. So the eight captains were on a call. And this yep. year, Kyle and I had another short you know 45 minute phone call plan zoom call we just invited everybody from the league to fill them in on what's going on in 2022 some key dates and events to kind of book their calendars for and that kind of thing and jack the funniest thing happened i have to tell this story it's just okay. it's just so fitting it could only be one person you probably know where the story's going but so one of the items one of the agenda items for this meeting was to go over not necessarily a hard firm draft but kind of just kind of let's talk through the draft. Where, what is everyone thinking so we can start, um, you know, planting these seeds in these quote unquote draft prospects heads of, hey, what do you think of maybe getting drafted into MLW? So we're not like concrete saying like you've been selected just in case they're unavailable or can't commit that type mm-hmm. of thing. But we're just trying to get an idea of who our managers want to draft so then we can start um, start um, poking at these people. So we're in this meeting, we're going over, you know, kind of an MLW draft amongst many other things that we wouldn't necessarily want anyone and everyone to hear. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we see a name pop up in this in this private Zoom meeting of a name that Drew Davis said he wanted to draft. And someone's like, whoa, 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 we'll call this kid, uh, we'll call him Josh. And Brendan Russell's like, yo, what is Josh doing in here? And I'm like, what? And then someone's like, yeah, I see Josh's name too. <laughs> And so Drew didn't get the memo and like slid this invitation to this kid he was thinking about drafting. And then I just see this kid's face and then all eyes are on him. And I'm like, hey, Josh, bud. I like literally stopped the whole, we were on a time crunch too because the Zoom meeting was going to expire and I had a lot more things to cover. I was like, hey, Josh, nice to meet you, man. I'm Tommy. I hate to do this to you, but I got to kick you out real quick. Is that fine? And he's like, yeah, sorry. And I just booted him. (laughs) It was so Oh my God. And then everyone's like, Drew, man, you had one job, blah, blah. But, I mean, honestly, I didn't, like, explicitly say don't invite your draft prospects, but right. I think it was kind of implied. But it was classic Drew. We love Drew. Uh, that's why we love him, right? <laughs> Does stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. It the was kid so must funny. Just, the kid probably just couldn't wait. And I Drew feel I never – He seems I, like he must be really excited about this draft pick. I uh, probably should definitely message that kid because I was a little bit rude to him. But, um, like I said, I was trying to keep the meeting rolling around, and it was also funny. So I was like, hey – Josh, my man, uh, you got to go. <laughs> I just booted him, but he, I think he, I think he understood. So uh, it was. Uh, I don't even know if he ever unmuted himself. He literally like was all excited that I was talking to him, and then I was like, "You got to go." <laughs> I oh my gosh, but that's it was hilarious. so funny. So yeah, the draft. Um, in a nutshell, we had our little MLW off-season meeting. The draft is uh, it's, it's happening. You know, we've got prospects. We've got our little draft board created, and um, we are in the process of solidifying our choices as managers you know i have someone in mind at number one and i'm uh we are in contact with them and discussing the possibility of them getting drafted so um yeah there's still other prospects you know nothing's concrete if you're like i want to get drafted and i haven't been contacted yet and i'm local and i've talked to managers you know nothing's finalized yet so don't panic um right now we're just kind of testing the waters if that makes sense so uh, if, yep. if, if you could share, Tommy, or I don't know if you can or not, but how you specifically your pick 
Like, are you still working it out or are you pretty like concrete with the kid and, you know, bringing them into the, into the league? Um, like I said, I'm not going to name any names, but I'd say, yeah. I'd say for number one, um, we're at, I'm at about 95% confidence, if not higher, nice. 95% nice. at least. And, uh, we're excited, Good for about, you. we're excited about this pick and, um, I'm excited for the future of the Mallards. So, uh, stay tuned. Like I said, I think the draft video will go live. Um, in the middle of April, so it's gonna be a gonna be a banger. Um, it'll go up after the thirty for thirty, and um, shortly after one or two videos after, and um, it's gonna be good stuff. I, I love last year's draft. It was good to see all the reactions and yeah. stuff like that, and um, so we're looking forward to to doing something like that again. I'm excited for the Mallards. I don't know other than maybe Tommy himself and the players in the Mallards organization. There might not be someone else that wants to see them succeed in this next season more than me. I feel like and that might just be like that might just be because we've grown a little bit closer doing this podcast. But I think it'd be a great turnaround story after all the trash that was talked to the Mallards, you oh, know, yeah. over social media and stuff. Uh, I think it would be cool if you, you know. Guys I've seen I've seen a bit of a cult forming of the Mallards fans who are still out there who really want to see us succeed and like, yeah, Tommy, prove them all wrong. Blah blah blah. But also, I'm seeing a lot of love from the players in the league, which I think is both um, cool, but also slightly insulting. I feel like they think I got no chance. Like, oh, Tom, mm-hmm. it's going to be your year. Tom's back. We were in the pitching tutorial, and the very first pitch I threw was like a disgusting drop. And everyone was like, Tom's back. He's back. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are just clowning me at this point. So Tom our, backs, our backs are against the wall, and um, we're, we're looking to make some noise. I mean, if it's an eight-team league. If a championship's not on your mind, you're not doing it right. Right, Jack? That's right. Absolutely right. So that's that's where we're at. The, the bar is always a championship. I think it should be for every single MLW team. And um, you know, it, it may not happen this year. It's the goal, but it's I, I gotta bring I gotta bring Mallard Nation one one more ship in in my. Uh, I want to do it in my pitching career. I've, I've been saying I gotta get pitching one more shot. I would love to. I would love to. You know, make a deep run in the postseason um, while pitching. That'd be a lot of fun. So um, for sure, it's go Mallard. We've got some exciting stuff in the works. And um, going to be some new faces, and uh, we're making some moves. We're making moves, Jack. We're making moves. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. How about you? How, how's your um, prospects looking? Are you are you kind of um, taking the reins there? Are you are you getting help from guys like Bonham and Chadwick, or or what's going on in the Mallards front office or in the Magic front office? Excuse me. Yeah. So um, as you guys probably know, we don't have a draft pick this year. That was part of the trade for Bonham. Um, So now the Mallards have two draft picks and um, you know, really it's, it's difficult for me to um, you know, other than when people like send me tapes and stuff, it's difficult for me to really scout players or get to know players. I also don't have a lot of like baseball connections mm-hmm. um which is where a lot of like new players come from um and like all you know all of my friends really my close friends are uh lacrosse players right and they're not from michigan so them actually you know me trying to get one of them which a lot of them would probably be pretty good but me trying to get one of them involved in the league isn't very realistic just can just based on where they live okay. so a lot of the a lot of the, uh, you know, scouting or prospecting, I, I do really rely on um, the players, you know, on my team within my organization. And I trust them. They've done a good job. And it's mostly been uh, Jason. He was really who um, introduced me to Liam, um, who also introduced me to Curdy, who, who was great last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Curdy. Um, you, you know, he also, I, I kind of had the idea. I, I obviously had the idea and we had talked about um, trading to get Bonham, but he was also someone who like really supported that too. And he's friends with Trevor. You know, those guys are all really friends. I'm kind of the only one, honestly, on the magic that, you know, we're all friends, but they're like close friends. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's a tight knit group. I'm looking to keep that group uh, going forward into the 2022 season. So in terms of, you know, um, adding people maybe on in free agency, that's certainly a possibility. I'm checking out, I'm relying on my scouts, so to speak. Um, but right now I like where the magic are at from a roster perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys yourself, Chadwick are well aware that, you know, you can't sleep on free agency. Um, we've saw, yeah. we've seen picks in the past that came from free agency, um, last year, I believe Curdy was picked up as a free agent. Isn't that correct? He was. As he well was. as uh, Stephen McGlade of the Predators, who actually saw a lot more playing time than their draft pick, Rudy Ramirez. So yeah. um, you never that, know. You, might, you kinda, might find a diamond yeah. in the rough. You never know. 
For sure. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if you guys are like trying to make sense of what I'm saying, that's, that's kind of an example I use because Ryan Cratch was really good friends with uh, Stephen McGlade mm -hmm. through baseball. Yep. Right. And a lot of these guys, I mean, it doesn't always translate, but having a baseball background usually helps. And I don't have any sort of those connections really, you know, I play lacrosse and my, my friends don't live anywhere near Michigan. So it's not even really realistic for me to bring in someone else outside. And, and the friends that I have from high school are either in the league already mm -hmm. or aren't really interested in playing or don't have the, the skills, so to speak, to be in the league. So that's kind of what I was, you know, referencing or, or the pickups like that. I like that. Stephen McGlade is a great example. Yeah. I like that light flex of just your, you being a national icon. Oh, I got friends everywhere, but they're not, they're not in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a light flex. I mean, we, that's just, my school has, they recruit, you know, from all over the country. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I live with kids from Connecticut, Massachusetts, California, New Jersey. You know, we got kids on our team from Texas. We do actually have a couple kids on my team now from Michigan. Um, but, as far as their wiffle ball talent, I don't know. There's maybe one of them who I would consider giving a giving a shot, but I would say um, his commitment and dedication towards playing wiffle ball, I would really have to test that and see and see you know what that really was before giving him an option. Also, Jack, I wanted to. I should have said this last podcast, but um, I didn't want to pass along my congratulations to you and your and your university on making the national the NCAA tournament. It's a yes. big deal. You guys won the conference, yes. so. Um, if you guys are listening now and the Bryant Bulldogs are still in, I'd be absolutely shocked, <laughs> but, but they, yeah. they made the dance nonetheless. Very, very impressive. Very impressive. Very cool. It's so awesome for the organization. That's obviously just a big, like, it's a big thing for exposure. It's a big thing. You know, it's, it's oh, not yeah, always what you sure. want to no. talk about, but financially for the school, it's huge. Oh, yeah. You know, we're a small university. So when things like this happen, it's really big. Um, so yeah, we got, you know, by the time this podcast comes out, these games will be finished, but we have, You'll be in the uh, Sweet 16, obviously. State. we have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we have right state, uh, and the play playing game, which we're obviously going to smoke them. And then we're probably going to take down Arizona as the number one seed. Hey. Cause we've seen that's possible now. Arizona um, we do have the most, beatable we do one have seed. the, sorry, go ahead. What? I said Arizona is probably the most beatable one seed, but, uh, I will not be, I will not be, uh, surprised if arizona wins put it that way yeah but i'm rooting yeah, for the dogs for sure that's com that's comfortable i will say we do have the leading scorer in the country on our I team that. peter kiss um and we also have the this was kind of an interesting stat we have the leading uh rebounding guard in the in the ncaa which is pretty cool right like yeah. that shows we got some grit we got some guys who are willing to get in there get dirty get boards um so the dogs are looking to make some noise. The dogs are looking to make some noise. They ran through the conference tournament. I was going to say, there was not even a contest in that championship game. Didn't you blow every team out of the water? The 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 semifinal game was close. It actually came down to a free throw with, um, you know, like 0.1 seconds left on okay. the clock. So the semifinal game was close. Um, but against Wagner in the finals, we, we pretty much smoked them. Yeah, we had already like beat them. Yeah, it was a 30-point lead in the second half I saw. Yeah, it, it was uh it was definitely it was definitely a hostile environment for them to come in. There was a big fight I, yeah, that broke I know out. There was. Um I'm sure you guys saw that like all over social media. Um so yeah, the, I mean the dogs took care of business at the end of the day. They won a championship, so I'm super excited for them. Let's see if they can make some noise in the tournament. I mean, Wright State's a good basketball team, don't don't get me wrong, but um if, if I had to pick yeah. based on what I've seen, I would say Bryant makes the field of sixty four. Gives it their all to Arizona, but falls by maybe a, maybe a dozen points or so. We'll we'll see. So we'll see. go dogs. Um, and unfortunately, you guys are hearing this in in the uh, in the in the past. I guess you're hearing it in the present, but we're talking in the past. So the dogs are most likely uh, done for. But overall, what a season for the Bryant Bulldogs. Had to give them a shout <laughs> out. Had to give them a shout out. So thank you. I appreciate it, Tom. No, no problem. No problem. You're a dog for life. We're dogs for life. Dog for life. Bulldog for life. Yep. Our high, our high school awesome. Bulldogs, too, so Jackson. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. It is now time for this week's Q of the Day. Q. 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 Of the Day. As always, if you guys would like to submit a question for us to answer on one of the podcasts, Q of the Days, please DM us a question on Instagram at MLW. Give us a follow if you don't already. And uh, this one comes from Zach. And it's a classic. It's a classic little, uh, I wouldn't call it a brain teaser, but more of a, uh, a, a brain picker. It's a pick your brain type question. And okay. uh, Jack, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? And let me, to spice this up, I know it's hard to pick just one. We'll, we'll, we'll each pick one superpower that we could take, but we'll, we can also give an honorable mention to our, to our second placer. Sound fair? Okay. Okay. Um, just given, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's very subjective, right? Which is why it's a great question. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, just, you know, the standard, like basic superpowers, like, nothing super specific i would probably just go with the ability to fly um just because i've always wondered what it would be like you know to be a bird Mm -hmm. able to fly wherever you want you know travel very quickly easily able to evade things if you're ever you know caught in a battle a superhero battle um so i think being able to fly would obviously be something great i mean i'm trying i'm struggling even to think of like what the the main like superpowers would be like we have strength we have maybe like teleporting Mm -hmm. um you know iron man i mean does that even really count as a superpower he's basically just a tech wizard (laughs) who can do anything bionic wizard yeah bionic wizard so what what would yours be tom well i have to think about a couple different things number one if i had a superpower would I want to share it with the world or would I want to keep it to myself? Like, do you want to be known as the guy that flies or is it like your secret thing that like you do in the middle of the night right. flying around? You know what I mean? But I think if I could have one superpower, this is going to sound weird. And I, and I don't, it's like you want it now, but I think it'd be hard to like appreciate over time. You know what I mean? When it gets so saturated in your life, if you just had access to that at any point in time. But I think what would be sick is if you could like, not necessarily go back in time, but just like within your mind, like go back and relive and experience it, relive an experience and as if it was you experiencing it for the first time. Like, so not like you recalling a memory, mm-hmm. but like as if your brain was wiped clean and you put yourself in a situation and you like experience it again for the first time ever. So like, for example, I could like say I like sat in a corner and closed my eyes. I could imagine me throwing a pitch to Jack Krause, Lion Drive hit Noah Dabrico double play and we like celebrate and it's like me experiencing it again for the first time that would be so cool if you could like recreate those raw emotions that you had when something first occurred i like that i like that answer but my my follow-up question to you would be is that is that really a superpower or is that just sort of like an incredible incredible skill that you have i mean it's definitely superhuman no human can do that you know what i mean that is superhuman that is i think it's a superpower that's from out of this world that is that I think is, it okay. I hear what you're saying. I think a super power would be is if you could do that, but basically like to other people. Uh, like if you could see mm. inside other people's emotions and see their memories, because then it's like, I mean, either for good or for bad, you yeah, could you use could them. Terrorize people with that, dude. You could terrorize people, but you could also you could also be more, you know, like on the empathetic side, right? Yeah. And you could you could handle situations in a certain way based on what you know about other people. With great power so, comes great responsibility. That's right. That's but right. That's flying right. would be so cool. I totally agree. Once again, though, it's like, would it get old? Would it not get old? I don't really know. Um, and once again, I don't want to be that guy like, oh, he's the one. Who, he's the guy who flies. And it's like, no one else right. can do it. You can't really share that experience with anybody else. Um, having strength, I guess, would be pretty sweet. If you could just like lift a car up, that'd be, that'd be pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, I can already do that, so it's kind of just hard okay, for me. Okay, well, to... not all of us are Jack freaking Agner, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say um, my number... I think teleporting would be cool. Like, teleporting would be sick. That's basically like flying, but, I mean, you could, you know, it's it's even faster. It's instantaneous. You don't have to go up in the air. Instantaneous. You're scared of heights. Yeah. Teleporting would be insane. 
maybe it'll be possible one day to like to like break you apart molecularly and yeah. then rebuild you somewhere else. But well, if I had to I pick if like, I had to pick two superpowers, like I said in my rules, I'd say number one would be something to do with yeah, like manipulating the brain of your of yourself or somebody else, like for like mm-hmm. re experiencing things. And then number two would be flying, my honorable mention. I think um along your lines, the the lines of what you said instead of like time instead of like traveling into your brain just time travel in general i think that could be considered a superpower that would be the best and the worst at the same time we we're just talking about in the last yeah. show jack like that's what like makes the future exciting and what makes life worth living is just the unknown and what you could possibly achieve knowing right. that would just i feel like ruin everything it's so I not exciting i totally agree i agree i think my honorable mention would probably be um like being able to just move objects and like things. I was thinking that too. Or, you know, kind of just like the force or something like are you, that. Are you, you know a fan I mean? of, are you a fan of Stranger Things? Yeah. So I like, am a fan so of Stranger like 11 things. superpowers. That'd be so cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. That'd that would be, be nuts. Sick. I've always thought yeah. about that. There's another, I think there's a movie called Chronicle where it was kind of the same yep. thing. That would be yeah, just so I've nuts. Seen that too. Like, oh, you're sitting on the couch and your phone's in the charger across the room and just boink, just slingshot yep. it into your hand. We'd be so totally. lazy, but that'd be so cool. So many I cool agree. things. So many different sci-fi films we could probably recall about different powers you could have. I think time traveling into the future scares me way too much. It would like ruin life. Going back in time, I think to see like historic events would be cool, or like even like some of the best moments of my life would be cool to like go back and I guess see from like a third, like a fly on the wall type thing. But like mm-hmm. some things, I feel like going back would be so cringy to like see yourself like from a third. Oh, person. totally. It's just like I wouldn't like, even don't like how they hear their voice or how they look on camera. Like it'd be the same kind of thing. Right. Like, looking at yourself I... as other people see you. Right. I probably wouldn't even use time travel to go to to like dimensions or times that I was in. I would yeah. use it to go like either way way far in the past or like way to the future. Go I mean, I don't know why I would do that. Almost just like out of curiosity. Go ride but... a dinosaur. Yeah, something. Another one would be like shape shifting. Like that would be pretty cool if you could oh, just kind of shift into any sort of object, sick. or even, or even like person or like being. You know what I mean? That would be pretty cool too. That would be really cool if you could like just dis- yeah, like disguise yourself or yeah. Well, I don't know what superpower I wish I had, Jack. Is if I could grow a beard as thick as yours, man. That's just out of this world right there. You'll get thing. there one day. One day, maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. But I don't know. <laughs> I just need some consistent growth. I got I got no cheek growth, Jack. It's only like nasty neck hair and then dirty stash. That's about it. No uh no no good solid cheek growth whatsoever. It's sad times. Sad times. I tell you, I mean it's basically, you know, it's genetics for sure. Um, whatever it is, like let's be honest, probably having a beard's probably not in the cards for you at this point. But one thing I think I would trade genetically for this beard would be a six pack because there's no shot that I will ever have a six pack. And I am fully, I'm fully convinced that having a six pack is, is at least 75 to 80% genetics. And, and the rest is diet. I, I, I hear <laughs> I hear you guys. You're saying, yeah, Jack, you probably eat like crap. No, I hear you, but there's definitely people who also eat like crap and have, you know, six pack easily. And I would trade that in a heartbeat. There's some people, yeah, like I have friends who it doesn't frustrate me because I, I don't have, you know, too much trouble like building muscle and like keeping off fat and that kind of things. But I also have friends who like literally like don't eat anything. Like they'll eat like one or two meals per day and they'll eat like Oreo, like a sleeve of Oreos, like for quote unquote like a dinner or a late night snack. Meal. Just eat like yeah. garbage and then yeah, like they work out for like two months and it's like, dude, I'm like, I'm huge now. It's like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking yeah. about type thing? It's not fair. But I I'd, I guess it takes me a little bit longer to like build muscle and see it. Maybe I just don't, I do eat a lot. Maybe I just don't like lift heavy enough. It could be a lot of different things. It could be genetics too. Some people are just genetically built better, I'd say for sure. Even now, like as I'm recovering from this injury and like, yeah, I'm, I'm g- gaining strength pretty fast here. But I just like I can't believe how strong I was two or a year ago. It's like crazy yeah. to me. I like I guess I took it for granted, but it's crazy. I can't believe how yeah. strong I was. Part of me, like part of me, you know, I've thought about like what I'm gonna do after sports to kind of stay active and stay fit. Mm-hmm. And part of me, like 
says like i'm just gonna you know take a a long extended break off to you know let my body like recover you know what i mean like whether it's like six months or like a year Mm -hmm. but then it's like i'm gonna like it's so unfair fitness is so unfair at that point where it's like if i actually took that amount of time off like the work that my body has gone through for the past like five years you know what i mean would be Mm -hmm. just like completely erased and it would be like starting from ground zero so it's like i don't know i i don't think i'll be able to do that like i don't want to lose you know all yeah. my all my strength all my I, uh, I definitely wouldn't go crazy if i were you even right like even shortly after but i think i was reading about this too when i was hurt because i was immediately like very concerned like oh my god i've been working so hard and i'm so strong like i'm gonna lose everything i think you can pretty safely go like three weeks at least without losing like any strength or mass i think that's what i read before like you could sit on your mm. butt for three weeks and not lose a thing um but I I, i've say, seen differently but what have you what have you read I'm curious I mean, usually like the two week mark, like if you, if you don't do anything for like two weeks, you're, you're going to start to like see losses in okay. strength, like pretty quickly. Okay. But so that's I, just, that's from, can... that's from my research and also just personal. Well, experience. I remember th- I read work. the same article that I read had different things. There was one where like you start to lose strength and then one, when you start to lose like actual like mass, like you start to visibly look yeah. different. I forget what the two marks were. One of them might've been two weeks. One of them might've been three. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, it's crazy. I have like, I definitely, you don't see it quickly, but like the time starts to pass when you're not working out and stuff like, yeah. So I got hurt last year, almost probably a year to date. I could look it up and figure it out, but it was probably almost a year to date. And, like, by, I remember, like, 4th of July, like, going up north and, like, yeah. being on the lake and looking in the mirror and be like, God, like, I, I'm, I'm not fat, but, like, I have just, my yeah. chest is so much smaller now. Like, it was crazy because I hadn't done any type of chest exercise at that point for, so, March, April, May, June, July, so five months. Like, it was crazy. And the weirdest thing happened, I think I already said this, too, when I started working out again. I started to work out the chest again in, like, September, I think it was, September or October. And I got mm-hmm. so, so, so sore. It was unbelievable yep. from super lightweight. But now, like, I'm back to, I don't know what actual percentage is. I'm, like, probably lifting 10 pounds less than I was before in terms of, like, dumbbell benching. I don't know how much my max went down. Probably a ton. But still, like, even besides just the chest, like, even, like, my biceps, triceps are weaker, too. Um, shoulders are weaker. Everything's still slightly weaker. And, like, I'm definitely way better than I was off in July, but I still don't, I still feel like I'm so far away from like making those final gains to get where I was in March of 2021. Like I, I, I mean, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You got to trust the process. I'm in no You'll hurry. And I'm also like, not, I, I think, um, like being, being physically fit is definitely important to me. I think it's important to take care of yourself, but I'm not, I'm not, um, like, uh, like too obsessive over it. I'm very disciplined. Yeah. Like, and I, and I get mad when people like tell you like, ah, I don't work out or you don't do that. Like you don't need to blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's very important, but I don't like obsess over it. And it's like, all I care about is dieting and lifting and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just something you, you put in 45 minutes, an hour, a day into five, six days a week. And it's all you really, from my, in my personal, with my genetics, that's all I really need to do to get into good shape as I was before. Yeah. So, so yeah, for me, that's that's all it takes but other people are different you know some people if, if you're not in good shape you got to sacrifice a lot more to get just back to back to square one you know what i mean if you're yeah. if you want to lose 30 pounds and then gain muscle you're going to need to put in probably you know an hour and a half a day in or two hours you know maybe an hour of weightlifting a small amount and then doing cardio too whereas i don't do as much cardio you know i'll go for a 10 minute jog and call it good but everyone right. everyone's different everyone's body's different people come from different situations but i was lucky genetically in a sense that i was always well, unlucky and lucky, but I was always a super small, skinny little kid. So then for me, it wasn't, I didn't really need to lose any fat. It was purely just gaining muscle and actually gaining fat. So I could, right. I, had, I had it easier in that route where some kids um, aren't as aren't lucky and need to, you know, shed some fat and then start to build the muscle. So I don't know how you off on that tangent, but overall, Jack, I think yeah, uh, me neither. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take a whole year off, I don't think. Unless like you're, if your body needs it, then do it. But if you're like feeling okay, yeah. I, I'd give it a couple weeks for sure to let the, make sure like your knees are all right and everything's feeling mm-hmm. okay still and then get back into it lightly and then you can start. But I don't know. It's hard because yeah, like sports are such a fun way to stay in shape. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure lacrosse is a great, mm-hmm. it's kept you in shape obviously and you, and you love playing it. So after that, yeah, like working out gets a little boring and it's like, uh, very monotonous just every single day 
And I used to hate working out, hated it. My yeah. dad, my dad would drag me to the gym when I was probably too young to be lifting, like you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and I just hated it so much. And now I still don't like I'm not the biggest fan anymore. I like the results, obviously, but um, if I don't work out now, it's like I get like almost like anxious. Like it's yeah. I get like fidgety. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But do you experience that and, too? Or like if you sit around all day, you feel almost like you're gonna go crazy. For sure. I, I would agree where it's like, um, I don't necessarily love working out. A lot of times I, um, the, the enjoyment that I get from it is simply from like a, a de-stressing yeah, standpoint or it's like time. something to do, um, you know, just kind of plug your headphones in, lock in and not really worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. But like the actual process of it, I'm not like a, you know, huge obsessive fan over it i yeah. think similar to you mm-hmm. um but totally if i'm just kind of being a bum it's like all right like i gotta do something because <laughs> yeah. like it just affects you like mentally or at least me it's I like it. 100% i just does. i i feel like out of shape mentally you know what i mean more than like if i don't work out i'm feeling out of shape physically it's like yeah. it's a mental thing for me and yeah i think it's for sure mentally like because yeah you don't want to look out of shape but even like yesterday, for example, um, it was Monday after the time change, and I usually work out before work, so it's not really that bad. I get in the habit; and it's easy. But I get up at like five forty or five forty-five. But I hadn't had a day off in like five or six days. I was like, okay, I'll just sleep sleep in, quote unquote. Monday, I slept to like you know seven before work, and then I'll work out Tuesday through Friday. Um, but then yeah, yesterday during work, I just felt like I couldn't stay in my seat. Like I was just upset with myself for not going and doing something, and and being active. So. Yeah, I, I guess I've grown to to like it in that sense. But yeah, the process of working out, I still don't love. I guess, like I said, you like the results. And the problem with working out too, and then stopping, like when I was um when I was injured, is because you've seen the potential of what you can look like when you're in really good right. shape. Then it sucks when you start going <laughs> going the other way. Right. So it forces exactly. you to stay disciplined. That's what I've been telling exactly. my mom. My mom is not in any way in in bad shape, but she thinks she is in her head. But she's in great shape for a fifty whatever year old woman. Um, the girl, mm. the girl still runs like a five k or a ten k, whatever it is, like twice a year, and she's in such oh, good shape. Oh, dude! But <laughs> but anyway, um, and I keep telling her because like yeah, she'll like get a gym membership and then she'll do it for like a week or two and then stops going. I'm like, you just need to get over like the first like three months. It's the hardest part. And then after that, you're just be smooth sailing. I feel like. Right. Yeah. You just gotta kind of get in the groove, yeah, and it becomes routine. part of your schedule, and yeah. then. Like you said, it's almost like if you don't do it, then it's like it makes you feel worse. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Not even really you're not even really doing it like to it's not like you're like cutting a bunch of weight and like building a bunch of muscle. It's just like you're doing it to stay in the routine, stay in the pattern, you know, stay healthy. And then when you kind of cut that out, it's like anything where it's like, Oh, I feel like I missed something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh I don't know, it's a weird balance, but I if you guys are listening to this and but the off chance that one of the 2,000 of you is like thinking about working out and getting into shape, I'd give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. Don't kill Why yourself. Not? And I think that, like I said, the first two to three months are the hardest because you're learning and you don't know what you're doing. And it can be very intimidating with people around you. But um, just go to a gym, put the headphones in, listen to your favorite music, make yourself as comfortable as possible. And no one's going to judge you because everyone in there was just as clueless as you when they first walked in the door. You know right. I mean? Everyone so. started from somewhere. Just go in. Put those headphones in, maybe some music, hopefully the Pipe It Up podcast, and, yeah. you know, get to work. Um, I, I will say I had that feeling, and like I said, it really didn't bother me too much because it's really just you against you at that point. But, yeah, when I went back to the to the actual real gym after being injured, and, yeah, I'm sitting there dumbbell bench pressing 15-pound dumbbells, like, well, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, these people don't care. You know what I mean? Nobody cares. Yeah, Everyone's in there doing yeah. the same thing, and everyone started from somewhere. So, um, just, just think about it that way. No one's going to go home and be like, Oh, I saw someone lifting 15 pound dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no one cares. So <laughs> take, take that jump and, uh, and just keep pushing through. I think those first couple of weeks could be rough as yeah, you're just figuring things out and you might, you know, embarrass yourself or do the wrong motions you realize, but it's part of the growing pains. You know what I mean? It's part Don't of worry about pains. it. It's all part of the You'll process. You'll figure it out. You'll figure yeah, it out. You gotta the... just throw yourself into the fire. That's right. That's right. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. The Pipe It Up podcast, the ever-evolving show. This week, you got your fair share of your fitness podcast on this one, so you can go ahead and cross that one off your list for the week. If you listen to a regular fitness podcast, no need for that anymore. Um, But Jack, one more thing I wanted to ask you about, kind of on topic, I thought it'd be a fun discussion point for you and I, um, is, so MLW, 
I would categorize us as a brand, as a YouTube channel. Um, you know, we are a quote unquote, you know, a, a backyard sports league. That that's our core. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my question to you, and I was as we were talking about, you know, different types of content creators last week and what we see on YouTube and what we like and all that kind of stuff. I thought about this and I jotted it down to talk about with you is um do you think that there is potential for another quote unquote backyard sport in the YouTube space to create like an independent league of their own and develop a following? Do you think it's possible? And if so, like which sports do you think has the most potential? Well, I definitely think that's possible because I think like the the cool thing about backyard sports and wiffle ball is anyone can do them, right? Almost anyone can do them. As mm-hmm. if you got if you got two feet and two arms, you could probably play the sport. And even if you don't, you probably could too. And so that's what's that's what's cool about backyard sports is like I feel like they're they're relatable, you know, like the the videos of like actual like football or baseball or something a lot of people watch those but not everyone's interested in that because it doesn't really apply to them Mm -hmm. but if you see someone like playing cornhole or something like you can go play cornhole it's fun to play cornhole everyone likes that right Mm -hmm. or like even like even like something as simple as bowling i mean not everyone's as good as it but like it's 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 fairly it's fairly a simple game yeah right not necessarily a backyard sport but you understand what i'm saying so i think that not a mainstream sport not a mainstream sport. So I think there's definitely um, some space there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know one sport specifically. Cornhole was the first one that came to mind, but they're already like blown up, right? Like you see them on like ESPN and stuff. It's incredible what that sport has gone through. Um, when I, when I actually think of backyard sports, I think of this game that actually is illegal to like, they don't produce it anymore. Um, but it's something that's been in my family for a while, and hmm. it's called Jarts. I don't jarts. know if we've ever talked about this. I, but I know what it is, but I didn't know it was illegal. Maybe I haven't played the right kind of Jarts. Tell me about it. Well, so they don't – They don't. it's not illegal to, like, play it. They just – they outlawed whatever company made it okay. from making it because so many people got injured playing it. Okay. Um, and basically, like, it's so simple. Like, it's a, a hoop that's on the ground, yeah. and you have, a, you have a dart, like a metal dart that's, like, you know, this big, like, it's not like a dart, like you throw at a wall, you know, the, the, the diameter of the, it's a large dart. And, um, you basically throw it underhand and kind of since the weights in the top of the dart, it sort of like comes up and then nose dives almost like a football, like a spiral football. And you try to get it in the hoop and, and, or close to the hoop. And, um, it's actually like really intense and really fun. It's just like people, you know, got hit in the hand and like in the foot and it was, it was too dangerous, so they don't yeah, play it anymore. Yeah, sounds like you could kill someone with one of those things. You could. If you really wanted to, you could. But um, it's it's like a super fun game. So that's like what pops into my mind when I think backyard sports. But another one I think that um, c- could be popular because it takes like a lot of skill and it's pretty hard is um, washer toss. If you've ever played oh, washer yeah. toss. Oh, yeah, washer toss is sick. That's really fun. Or even like something as simple as like a badminton league. Like I'm sure there's badminton. That. I'm sure there's badminton um, leagues out there, like official, real, because that's that's like that's a real sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you can also play it in your backyard anywhere if you have a cheap badminton net and some rackets. So that, I think that would be a really like intense or like fun thing to watch, or even like along those same lines, if someone had like a, a volleyball court in their backyard, yep, um, would be really cool. So I don't know okay. what what were you kind of thinking when you asked that question? Well. I was trying to formulate, you know, a, a calculated answer from a uh, like a content creator standpoint and a, a consumer standpoint to thinking of what could really um, be as appealing as something like MLW Wiffle Ball. So one of the first thoughts that I had, because I think it's pretty popular, especially here in the northern states, is um, pond hockey or like any type yeah. of like backyard ice hockey. But here's the problem. I, I kind of crossed it off my list is because I think that would be much harder on a low budget to produce a good piece of content because hockey is, you know, played on a bit of a larger scale, even pond hockey. And like, what, ca- if you only have one camera, like what's the best camera angle going to be of a hockey game? You know what I mean? It's hard. It could be film, very yeah. hard to capture. So that one, I, I kind of, um, crossed off my list, but the two that I think have potential and one of them's already been kind of done on a larger scale, but I think either three on three or two on two basketball 
has a yep, lot of I'll, potential. I'll so you know, they've been done on a larger scale. There's been celebrity leagues that have been shown on TV, and um, you know each team has a certain amount of you know for, former basketball players or celebrities that kind of thing. But I think you know kids in their you know teenage years, college years, they got you know four, four five, six, seven, eight teams, whatever it may be, and made you know a really a really well organized league. I think that could be filmed pretty accurately and, and capture personalities and get, you know, pretty intense. Basketball is an intense sport, as you, as you know. It can get chippy among friends. Oh, yeah. So I think oh, that yeah. could be, I think that has potential. Some sort of, you know, street basketball league amongst friends. Um, another thing, badminton did cross my mind, by the way. I think ba- badminton could be cool. Badminton can be played, like, it's not that hard, at least for me as, as like, an athlete. It's, you can pick up badminton pretty quick, and, um, like, your yeah. hand-eye coordination will carry you. So, like, you can have awesome, exciting volleys amongst people i don't maybe it'll get would get like monotonous over time but badminton's intense like we played it in gym class in middle school and it was so fun like we all made jerseys and stuff like that and i loved it so oh, yeah i i check out a badminton league and then um another final thought that i had i think it would be sweet if someone had like a garage or like driveway ping pong league like if you had a yeah. dozen of you and your friends and like each character was his own personality and he had some intense like ping pong tournament all summer long i think that'd be that'd be sweet to watch and develop, that's a great idea dude that'd be pretty, that would, that'd be pretty easy i would to film. i would watch that i would watch that if, because if, like I, if you were good and you got good at it it'd be sick. yeah <laughs> good ping sick. pong is insane to watch good that's ping a pong really is good idea yeah but like that's the thing is like ping pong like when you watch like ping pong in the olympics it's so incredible yeah exactly but at the same time you're watching that and you're like there's no way i could like even come close to doing that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but if you're watching like sort of amateurs right like in their garage you can relate to that more, which exactly. is why, which is why MLW has done so well, right? It's because it's kids sort of, you know, similar age, and they they too play wiffle ball, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something that that is it's it's much more relatable. So I think that's a great idea, Tom. I actually really like that. No, yeah, I agree because yeah, even if the if the players are you know several tiers below what we see in the Olympics, like we would have plenty of intense competitive ping pong right down here in the Schultz oh, basement, yeah. and just yeah, as long as the competition's even. And it gets heated, and there's something at stake. Like it's it's really exciting. It's a fun, it's a fun sport to watch. So yeah. like, anybody can play it. Really, you don't need to move around too much. You do when you get like higher skilled, but most kids in their you know teenage years are, are able to play that one. So I think it's super cool. Um, so yeah, those are kind of some of my thoughts. But let me let me uh, know if you guys uh, have other ideas or think something would be better. I know there's some backyard football leagues out there that have been um, we've read off ads for other wiffle ball leagues and that kind of stuff. But um, let me know your thoughts, guys. But uh, Fun, fun little discussion I wanted to wrap up this week's episode with. So that's going to do it. Um, as I'm posting this, I'm actually out in Germany, so hoping that's going well. Next week's episode, we're actually going to record from Germany, so that'll be exciting. And, uh, Jack, yep. I can give you an update on uh, how things are going, and I can uh, make sure everything's going good over here across the pond. So uh, thanks for tuning in, fellas and ladies, for the few that listen, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Jack's a straight dog for life. I'm just, I'm just a straight dog. I'm a junkyard dog <laughs> through and through. That's just a fact. Always will be. Quote it. <laughs>